This late Thursday, Shabbos Kodesh. And today, we were together, we heard beautiful Divrei Teirech, Divrei Chizuk. And I was invited to say this, the last drosha, the last message, which I always feel is a special achrayas. Sof Kosov Chazal say, Eina mitzvah nekrasi Allah Shem Goimro. It's a special responsibility to say the right last word and at least not to ruin the impression of the beautiful words that you heard until now. I would like to, to I prepared today, <coughs> I, won't, I won't be at length, to tell you a Dvar and um, it's a, a sugya which is a very deep sugya, a very, very uh, deep Indian, which for sure I won't do justice to bring out the, the, the depth of it. But I would like to discuss a little about it and try to get a message. We all know that just a week ago, we read Parshas Achimois. In Parshas Achimois, the Torah described to us the Avoida of Yom Kippur. Now, on Yom Kippur, which is a very special day of Am Yisrael, there's a Pasuk, Yomim Yaitsoru V'loy Achad Bohem. HaKadosh Baruch created many days, but one day is specified for him. And according to one sheet in the Medrash, this refers to Yom Kippur. This is Hashem's very special day. Today, Yom Kippur is our very special day. And the time of Esam Mikdash, Yom Kippur had a much, much greater meaning. It was the day that Am Yisrael brought the Karbonis, and the Kohen Gadol went to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and the Torah describes it at length, all the Avodos Yom Kippur. Now there's one piece in Avodos Yom Kippur, which is, I think to most of us, maybe to all of us, a mystery which, as, as good day we put aside, we don't know exactly what's happening over there. The Torah says, V'lokach Aaron, the Koyen should take shtei se'irim, should take two goats, and these se'irim were used as a korban chatos. Now these se'irim were as a korban chatos, and the blood was taken to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is a very, very important korban for us. And the Torah says, take two of them. And you should put on the, the two serim goyrolois. You should throw lots. Goyrolois, and one is for Azazel. In other words, you took two, and you draw lots. One, you brought to Hashem. You made a korban, a sacrifice out of it. A very special carbon. You brought the blood into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the second was the Azazel. Azazel is a place, a rocky mountain, which is rocky and it's a cliff. 
And it was, it was, they prepared, Ish'iti, the terrorist says, prepare a man. And on Yom Kippur, he took this sawyer, and he traveled, and he walked, and he walked, and he walked, and he walked, far, far way out of the city, way out of all the fields, until he came to a rocky mountain called Azazel. And he threw the animal down. And Chazal tell us that, Lo'yhoyo magiyat chotzi aharat shenasa ivorim ivorim. Before the, the animal could fall to here for the mountain, it was torn apart limb by limb. It was completely destroyed. This is a part of the Torah. And when Chazal tell us, when the Umar Sa'olam and the Goyim complain about the Chukim of the Torah, so Chazal tell us, the Ramban brings it, that they say, they talk out against, Para Aduma V'Sayr La'Azazir. Para Aduma V'Sayr La'Azazir. Another sharpness, but one, this is the two, one of the two main points. We all know that they talk out against Parad Duma. But they also talk against Sayyid Azazel. What is this all about? What is this all about? Is anybody who can help me? So I, 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 I give you the, the bima. <laughs> I mean, this is really a mystery of the Torah. Moshe? <laughs> what is this all about? The logical, uh, what, what, is this, what is this telling us? What is this teaching us? Now, I'm sure that the audience here knows and understands that I'm not going to do, do, do justice to the subject. But I'm going to put in a word of explanation, a message which this is telling us. Now, first let me tell you the importance of this Sayyid al-Azazel. Chazal tell us that when they threw down the Sayyid al-Azazel, they took a piece of red wool, because red is a symbol of chet, of sin, and they cut it in half, a half they tied on to the horns of this sawyer, and the half they put into the base Hamikdash. When the sawyer fell down and was destroyed, miraculously, the piece of wool, of red wool, turned white. On the horns of the sawyer and in the base Hamikdash. In other words, simply, when the coin was in the base Hamikdash, all of a sudden, by miracle, this piece that was hanging, a piece of red wool, would turn white. And this would be a miracle to show that Hashem forgave all the errors of Am Yisrael. When you look it up in the Rambam, the Rambam says as follows. On Yom Kippur, there, were, there was a Sayyid Lechatos and a Par Lechatos, and there was a, a Chatos that was part of the Musafim. There were three Chatoyas. All three Chatoyas all three sacrifices, Korban Chatos, forgave on one Averi. Tumas Migdosh V'Kadoshov. If someone walked to the base of Migdosh when he was tummy, or if somebody would eat Kodoshim when he's tummy. And this Avera, if it was not known about it, no one knew about it, Hashem forgave all the Chatoyas of Yom Kippur and every Chatos of Yom Tif. The Sorel Azazel, throwing down this, this animal, forgave on all the sins of the Jewish people. Just to emphasize how important that was. In other words, if any Jew that ate Chazir, Rahman al-Islam, or ate Yom Kippur, or Tokla Shanhar, all the Averis of the Jewish people were forgiven with the Sayyid al-Azazim. And the Rambam says as follows, even Chai V'mises V'Krisis, even Chil Shabbos, or Chai V'Krisis, if the person did Shuvah, the Sayyid al-Azazim, today, Yom Kippur is not Mechaev. It's not Mechaper. 
on such serious Averis, only if you have Yisurim. But the Sawyer and Zazar's Machapir on all Averis, let's say on Chazer, without sugar, without sugar, before Shem Rambam, I'm not saying, I'm saying a Shir Kloli today. Is anybody enjoying my Shir? I, I can share any Yeshiva. At least, at least you have some interesting ideas, which you probably know, but there's this notion doesn't know these things. Again, the Sarel Azazel was Mechaper, forgave on all the Averis of the Jewish people. Ben Kalois, Uben Chamurois, Al Esen, Va'alavin, on all the Averis. If the people did not do Tshuva, whoever didn't do Tshuva, all the Averis, if he had Chazir all his life, Rachman Litzlan, if he talked Lashon Hara, besides Shavuot Shov, if he swore in Hashem's name, then you need Tshuva, or if it's Machal Shabbos. But if he did Tshuva, the Machaper, all the Averis, which means, the central forgiveness and the central point of the whole Yom HaKodesh was this Sayyid HaZazel, which we don't know what it's all about. Now, the Evan Ezra says, I'm going to tell you the secret of the Sayyid HaZazel. I'll tell you the secret. And the secret is, I have a Chumash in front of me. I hope you have patience. If anybody walks out, I'm really uninsulted. Seriously, I'm not, I don't mean, I, I really mean it. But he might be missing something important. I didn't mean you. I meant anybody, but you're someone special. <laughs> I didn't mean you. I meant anybody. There's no anybody, Chas Vashon. So, let me, see, let, let me read what it says here. The Torah says... Venosa Hasoyer, all of us call Avoynoisam. He carries all the sins of the Jewish people. El Eretz Gzeiro. The Targum says, La Arad Loyosvo. A land which no one lives there. And this was the Kapar, all the verse. Alright, now, Devanezer says, the secret of this Sayyid when you when you when you reach when you reach number thirty three, and the Ramban says, "I'm going to tell you the secret." Thirty three psukim after this pasuk, the Torah says that you're not supposed to get, bring sacrifices outside of the Beis Hamikdash. And let me read a pasuk which is thirty three psukim afterwards. The pasuk says. To the shadim, to the demons. They shouldn't bring carbonates, shouldn't bring sacrifices to the shadim that they used to, the Oivdiyavodizar used to do. They should bring the carbonates to the Beis HaMikdash. Nevenez isn't helping us much. Now, the Ramban says, that the Sayyid Azazel, in the name of Chazal, is a bribe, a shaykhat, to Esav. Let me explain this. We know that when Hashem created the world, there is the Merkava of Kedusha, all holiness, and Merkava of Tumah, all bad, all wickedness. The one who is the head of all Kedusha is Yaakov Avinu. And the one who is head of all Tumah is Esav HaRoshim. And the Gemara says, Who Hamalachamovis? Who has Satan? 
Who are Yetzirah? Who's Sarish al That famous individual that Yaakov fought with him that night, he's the Malach Amavis, he's the Satan, he's the Yetzirah, and he's the Malach of Esav. And he is the one who comes and tells us to do our various, all, all evil inclinations, tells us to talk Lashon Haret, and just waste our time, and to do all kinds of terrible things, which we Hashem don't do. And he goes up to Hashem, and he's Makatrik. On Yom Kippur he says, Hashem, why do you love these people? Look at this, look at that, look at that, look at that. So the Chazal say, on Yom Kippur, we have to stuff his mouth, we have to bribe him. We have to give him a shaykhat. So when we send the korban to Hashem, we send him also a sacrifice. So we take a sawyer and we throw it down the cliff and we knock it, we, we, we destroy it completely. And he becomes bribed and he comes to Hashem. This is the Mashallah Chazal. He says, Hashem, look what beautiful people you have. All of a sudden, he talks good against the Jewish people. Look what beautiful people you have. They stand on their feet like Malachim. On Yom Kippur, people stand very, very long. They wear white clothes like Malachim. And the best to say, he says, They have no fights on Yom Kippur. I wish it was true. On Yom Kippur, they will love each other. When he gets to Surah Azazel, we bribed him. And he says to Hashem, and, he himself, and Hashem says, If you could say such good things about the Jewish people, Hashem forgives the Jewish people all the Averis. And this whole package that I just brought you is one big mystery. What is this all about? And I don't know how to explain this mystery. I really don't know. But I want to put an insight in this Indian, which I think is very important, and we'll put a drop of light on this Indian. Now, <clears throat> we live in a world that has in itself two sides. This world has Kedusha, holiness, goodness, kindness. And there is the opposite side, which is called, in the Lashon of Mokobalim, it's called Sitra Acher, which is a simple translation, the other side. A world, there's a whole world of wickedness, of Yetzirah, of everything which Esav and his people... Now, everything Esav and his people express... Now we have a question. Why did Hashem need to create Esav and all the wickedness? Wouldn't it be more beautiful to have a beautiful world, a kind world, where everyone's at tzaddik? Why does Hashem create a world with so much trouble? Why did Hashem create such a hard Yitzhahar? Why did Hashem create such a, so, so many nisyanis? So much ugliness? So much taiva? So we suggest to Hashem, Hashem should get rid of the Yitzhahar. And the answer is, the most precious thing in this world is the Yitzhahar. And Chazal say it in so many, so many words, Vayar Elohim is kol asher oso, v'hinei toiv ma'oid. Toiv ma'oid. Toiv, I'm quoting, zu yetzer toiv. Ma'oid zu Yetzahara. Continue. Toiv zu malachachayim. Ma'oid zu malachamovas. The ma'oid of the toiv, the unbounds of the toiv, the greatness of the toiv, the most greatest toiv, 
is the Yetzahara and the Malachamovas. And the question is, what's so great about the Yetzahara? And the answer is, because it wouldn't be for the Yetzahara, then we all be precious angels. And we could never be considered to do anything great in our life. Because what did you do if you davened? What did you do if you learned Torah? What did you do if you did mitzvahs? If you have a Yetzahara? We'd be angels or robots. We'd be simple machines. We'd have a Yetzahara. So therefore, Kaddish Bochu created Yetzahara. So when we do a mitzvah, we can consider ourselves that we misgabra on Yetzahara. We went out against Yetzahara. We did an act of greatness. And we deserve eternal schar. Because the day will come that all the malochim with their greatness will fall away. And all of the precious Jewish people that were moister nefesh, that gave away their life for Hashem, they will be with Hashem forever and ever. So how could you prove you love Hashem? How could you prove you're doing with Hashem? Because it's a Yetzir Toif. So therefore the Yetzir is the most important thing in this world. Alright? I think we can conclude as follows. The Yetzir is the most important thing in the world. It's the center of the world. I just want to bring a, a, a marshal on the Seder plate. Remember the Seder plate? Remember? On the right hand side of the top there was the Zroya, emphasizing the Korban Pesach. On the left-hand side was the Beitzah, emphasizing the Korban Chagiga. On the bottom right-hand side was the Chareses, emphasizing the, the sweetness that stops the bitterness of the Murr. On the left-hand side was the Karpas, emphasizing sim- simplicity of Yiddishkeit. And I don't want to go with every, every explanation which I give for the Seder plate because every, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm careful with my words. And in the middle of the Seder plate, the most prominent place, the center, the Teferis, is the Murr. Why is the Murr the most beautiful? I think we should put the Murr someplace on the side. The bitter herbs. Because the most important thing is the Murr. Because if we would not, have, because if our life would be all sweet, then it would be completely meaningless. Because when you have this Murr, which is the Gematria Movis, you have this Yitzhahara, and you chew him up, and you dip into the Chareses, and you sweeten him, and you destroy him, that's the most beautiful thing that we have. So really, Yitzhahara is something very precious to us. Without a Yitzhahara, then we're out of business. You with me, Rabbi Sain? Now, there were, there were people who, who, who realized this, and they said, Yitzhahara, great Yitzhahara, Wonderful Yetzirah. Isn't he wonderful? We need him. And that we should, we should, how shall we say it? We should strengthen his power. And the Pasuk says, They used to give sacrifices to the demons, the Shadim. Because they saw their importance in the world and they want to, they want to, 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 to strengthen him. And as we'll soon discuss, this is a mistake. This is Avay Dezirah. Now let us come. Now let me come to the point that I want to bring out. Uh, oh, I, I've spoken of for a long time. Let me bring out this po- the point, and let's come to the point exactly. Let me tell you a little story. The story starts in the beginning of the Chumash, and the pasuk says, "Hashem told Odom, Arishan, and Chavu, 'Mikol priets hagan ochol toichel.' 
You can eat from every tree. Don't eat from the Eitz So the Torah said like this. That the tree is good, delicious to eat. Isn't that tragic? That's not all the trouble. Now, if we were to meet Chava in Gan Eden, and I would say to Chava, Mother, Mommy, Mother Chava, what are you doing? Why are you eating this? It's a das. So she would say, don't you see how delicious it is? So she would give me such, I, I really think, I really think so, I'm not, I'm not saying, I really think she would, she would explain herself in this form. Look, why is it so delicious? You see how delicious it is? Who made it delicious? Hashem. Why did he make it delicious? Why is an orange, you ever see an orange? When it's orange, when it's ripe, it's orange. An apple is ripe, it's red. When it's not ripe, it's green. Why is it green? The reason I want to hear this from Miller, from Victor Miller, this is his expertise. He says, Hashem, does everything, Hashem gives us messages. When this is not ripe, it's going to give you a stomach ache. Hashem keeps it green. Because the leaves are green. It blends into the tree. Hashem don't even look at it. Leave it alone. Don't pick it. It'll give you a stomach ache. When it becomes ripe, Hashem gives it a beautiful bright color. And it's, it's luscious, Hashem says, pick it. It's for you to eat. Nature is Hashem. Teva, ha-teva is big matri elokim, as the Kuzri says. When you see something in Teva, it's a, it's a message from Hashem. So the Isha says, do you see how delicious it is? you see how beautiful it is? Why is it beautiful? Why is it delicious? It's a message from Hashem. Hashem is saying, enjoy it. Hashem is telling me to eat it. So I say, but mommy, chava. But Hashem said not to eat it. So she says, look, you have to admit at least that there's a contradiction. <laughs> Yesterday Hashem told Adam not to eat it. And here Hashem is telling me to eat it. Because nature is a message from Hashem. If Hashem made it delicious, Hashem is saying, enjoy it. So then I have a kasha, it's a contradiction of Hashem's words. So, maybe, I don't know what terrorists in the kasha, but at least Hashem tells me to eat it. Where was my, our mommy Chava mistaken? She made a terrible mistake. When she tells you, you know, look how delicious it is. Why is it so delicious? It's to eat. It's delicious to eat. No. It's delicious so that you should have what not to eat. Because if it wouldn't be delicious, then you didn't do anything great by not eating it. Hashem made it delicious so that you should close your eyes and say, I'm not eating something which is delicious, and then you did something great. She translated 100% wrong. She translated that it's delicious. It's beautiful, it's appealing, it's delicious. Hashem saying, enjoy it, chew it. No, Hashem saying, you see how beautiful it is? I'm making it beautiful so you should have what to conquer.
And that's the truth. And that's the secret of the world. Now, Hashem created a whole series, a whole world of wrath, of, of, of evil. So when we see evil, we say, who made this evil? Who made it? Hashem. It's a Pasek. Yetzer Or, Uvarei Choshech, Oyseh Sholem, Uvarei Ra. Ani Hashem, Oyseh Kol Eilin. In the city it says, Uvarei Asakol, because they changed, they didn't want to put the city, Uvarei Ra. But you look at the Pasek in Yishayo, it says, Uvarei Ra. Ani Hashem, Oyseh Kol Eilin. Hashem made Ra. Why did Hashem make Ra? It's very important that you be Ra. Didn't we did discuss that? So what are you supposed to do with the Ra? You're supposed to emulate the Ra. Hashem made it. And it's important. So obviously, we, we need it. You're supposed to emulate it. You're supposed to strengthen it. No, that's a mistake. The Ra, his real tachlis, the tachlis of the Ra, the, the goal of the Ra was, it's here and it's beautiful, not for you to enjoy, but for you to destroy. That's why it's here in the first place. And that's the secret of the Surah Azazel. Now, when Yom Kippur came, Hashem said, look, we have to fix the whole world. The whole world. The good part of the world and the bad part of the world. But, but you, you have to give everybody what is good for him and what, he, what his creation was. Imagine someone has a little Shepsaleh. Right? I should, I should describe it. Oh, let's say a little, and a little yingalit. So if you mix up, you give the yingalit the straw, and the shepselich, the, 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 piece of, the piece of chicken, so you, you, you're mixed up. You have to give each one what is appropriate for him. So Hashem says, look, you take two seirim, take two animals, and the, the Gemara says they should be equal in height, they should even look alike. In other words, both are equally important. This is for Hashem and this is for Esav. Listen. Hashem and this is for Esav. Now, the story of Hashem, what do you do with the story for Hashem? You bring it up, Reach Nichoya. What do you do with the story for Esav? You do what Esav was designated for in this world. To be destroyed. You take him and you destroy him. You throw him to Azazel. You throw him down and you destroy him. And that is called a bribe. Because then Esau says, if you can give me what I really deserve, what is good for me, what was the object of my creation, that means you destroyed me. Then he says to Hashem, look how beautiful the Jewish people, Hashem forgives all their affairs. Many people don't understand that. They say, well, you need Esau and you need Yaakov. You give a sacrifice to Esav, you give a sacrifice to Hashem. That's a very deserve. Because Yaakov and Kedusha and godliness was created to emulate. And Ra is equally important, but he was created to destroy. Now, I tried the best I can to stay off my Dvar and it could be, I'll, I'll repeat it again in short. But I want to bring out exactly the point I want to bring out. I think is a very important point that every Jewish person should know, especially in this world. In this modern world. Especially today. 
We all live with a concept that there's such a thing called as facts of life. Facts of life. What does it mean, facts of life? A person has to eat, a person has to drink. It's facts of life. Facts of life. Let me tell you a little marshal, a little story. A little, which will, a little emphasize, but really I'm going off the point, I'll come back. I promise you, I'll come back. I'll come back. I once heard from a Rosh Hashiva, a Rosh Hashiva, he told me a little story. He said, in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, a lot of American yeshiva bacha learning there. An American fe- fellow come, comes over to him. And he says, I have a daughter, I'm looking for a shidduch. I want you to bring me in, a, a good bacha. And he says to the Rosh Hashiva, he says, Mir village come moistress. I'm a chan of my house, and my daughter, and our mishpacha, we don't look for moistress, for extras. We don't need fancy cars, we don't need fancy things, we don't fancy chandeliers. We don't need moistress. That's what's called in Hebrew, motarot, moistress, extras. We don't need extras. In other words, he was saying a hint that I don't have any money to give. That was, that's, that was his hint. But let's, 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 but let's put that aside. But the Beshebeer quoted by the word, we don't believe in moistress. So I'll tell you a story, he says. There was once in a, in a, in a kfar, in a farm settlement in Europe, in those days, People used to sit, sit themselves in farms, rich people. And they were far away from Eden, they had no cheder. So they would hire malamid. Today things work differently. But then they hire malamid, the lamid would live in on the farm, and he would teach the children. Special malamid, they were very rich people. One day there was a party. I remember Madhya Shashiv was, was, was saying, emphasizing. And those people, the farm people, they knew how to eat. And at the end of the party, but gebrachta kompot. They brought a dessert. It was a delicious dessert. Aguta kompot. So the Malamid goes over to the little boy and he says, Yankele, do you remember that day when we spoke in the Chayda? We were talking about Shvira's Hataiva. That you should be misgarber, you should, you should, you should overpower Yetzahar. Y- 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 now is the time. You see this dessert? Now is the time to make Shvira's Hataiva. She says, Yeah, Rabbi, yeah, Rabbi, you're right, but the second portion. On the second portion. So Beshebet told me, he said, I told this, 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 this fellow, he says, look, everyone, is moida, everyone agrees that the first portion is hechreach. The first portion is a must. Everyone knows that the second portion is moisturous, is extra. The whole question is, where does the first portion end and where does the second portion start? Now, I am not talking about the second portion. I'm talking about the first portion. The first portion is hechreach. That's fact of life. We live in a situation, we live in a, in, in, in a, in, 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 in society where there is an, a, what's called a norm of life. And we see many things which are norm of life, which we translate, if this is the society Hashem put us in, this is the fact of life, this is the way of living, this is how life looks interesting and beautiful and appealing. That's it. That's a fact of life. You're not supposed to fight against it. Because that's the fact of life. That's the mitzis. Thus it does. 
That's the mitzvah. So, how do we go against the Yitzhahara? You go against the Yitzhahara and Averis. To eat Chazar is not a fact of life. To eat Chazar, you don't have to eat Chazar, you can eat chicken. You can eat Satma chicken, you can eat 100% kosher chicken. You can eat 100% Chol of Yisrael. You don't have to eat treif. But the whole setup of our society, and I don't want to enumerate the setup, because it really doesn't interest me at this moment. I'm trying to give a message. That you have to know what's going on. That you have to know the styles. That you have to visit a pizza shop once in a while, at least three times a week, at least. And this is not my subject. A certain pattern of life in the country and the society and the situation we live, this is life. And to go against life, it's to go against Hashem. It's Hashem's creation. And this was the time of our old mother. The tree is beautiful and it was there to eat. Not to eat it is contradicting Hashem's will. Hashem put it there to eat. My husband had me a cup, Hashem told him differently. But I see before Hashem posts, like Hashem put it here. But she was mistaken. Many times things are beautiful and appealing and delicious not to eat. But you should have what not to eat. So that you should be able to overpower and not eat. And that is greatness. And we must know, my dear Rabbi that we are living in a society which many things that we accept as facts of life and we see them with a simplicity that Hashem put them there because this is what life means. So the question is, why didn't your great-grandmother need it? And the answer is, my great-grandmother was my great-grandmother. And I'm a great-grandchild. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Machlefus has manim, umasadur sekechovim. And yesterday was yesterday, and today is today. And if Hashem would want me to be yesterday, I would put me in yesterday. And if He put me in today, He wants me to be today. And this is the fact of today. And everything is good until this point. Because the truth is that Hashem wants you to live today. And Hashem puts you in such a situation, not that you should partake in all these etzadas, but that you should have what to be misgaber. And this is what I'm trying to bring out in this last message of this seminar. And I want to put it in, in very, very cloistical words. And I'm, I'm going to bring it into Pratim. We were put in these United States of America and in this modern generation, in modern society, with everything it means, everything it, everything it shows and everything that, that glitters. But it doesn't mean that we're put here because this is the life that Hashem wants us to live. It means we're put here because this is the tafkid that Hashem gave us to go against and overpower all these things that glitter in front of our eyes. We were here to be misgoverned on America, not to live in America. We were here to be misgoverned on beauty, 
what was called today beauty, not to live to the modern beauty. It's true, it's, it's beautiful and delicious. But it's not delicious for you to eat it. It's delicious, so you should have what not to eat. And this is a very, very delicate point, which if I may say, is the mistake of, 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 all, of all Jewry today in our generation. The Chazanish said in such words, the Chaz- let me just quote the Heliga Chazanish. He spoke about the Chilonim, about the friar. And the Chazanish says, how can we get together with them? If what they call love, we call curse. They call ah, we call curse. Where's the shortfish? Where's the shortfish? Just, just, just the choice of words are so different. Now we live a life, my name is And again, let me come back to the parasha. The Torah tells on this wonderful day of Yom Kippur, take two seirim. And the Ebenezer says, take two goats and a shovel of mire, the good side and the bad side. And 33 psukim, later the Ebenezer says, look what it says there. There are people so look, both are important, both are beautiful, both should be emulated. But Hashem says, no. One of them bring up Reich Nichoyach to Hashem. And the other one, it's very interesting. He looks the same as, as the one of Hashem. He looks so beautiful. He looks so important. Give a bribe to the other side. What does a bribe mean? Do to the other side what he was really designated to be done to. And throw him off the cliff and destroy him limb by limb. And then we know that you have a William Kippur. Because that's how the world is divided. Now, the question is, and here I have to put something in, and I'm not going to discuss this at length because there's something, there's a very, very, very problematic point over here, which many of you, if you're with me, are asking to themselves, does that mean you're not supposed to eat? Does that mean you're not supposed to eat? What does that mean? What, what is he trying to tell? Anything delicious is, 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 is should be thrown in the garbage? That's why Hashem made, made the whole concept delicious to throw it in the garbage? Now, let me try to analyze very, very clearly the answer. The answer is as follows. Everything that we do, in, which is direct building of Kedusha, which is a direct mitzvah, is part, belongs to Kedusha and should be emulated. Now, let me just bring one little point. Our food that we eat is delicious. Our food is tasty. In Svarim HaKadmonim it says, don't eat a food which you don't like. It'll harm you. I don't want to go into this, po- this point. I don't want to go into this point. But the truth is, that. The real health part of the food, the, 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 what really builds the body more than anything, 
is the good taste of the food. If we would eat food which we don't enjoy, it would be no enjoyment to food, the person would die. Which means really, enjoyment is a direct building of our physical body, our mental body, which is the utensil to be Oyved Hashem. So here, we say very clearly, when a person eats food, and he enjoys food, this is not because it's a fact of life, it's because it's a mitzvah. And when you enjoy something, when you enjoy something, which is a whole discussion by itself, there is a very special mitzvah that you can do, you can build by enjoying. And the mitzvah is to thank Hashem. And I want to, don't want to discuss this at length at this moment. I want to discuss one of the seminars. It's extremely important. It's extremely important. And many of us, and I think you realize I'm going off the subject, but I want to say this. Many of us think, and there are certain circumstances, that when something is tasty and delicious, you're supposed to spit it out. If you're worthy anything. This is wrong. Because if it's tasty and delicious, and in your mind, you're chewing away, and in your mind you say, Hashem, it's tasty, it's delicious, thank you. Hashem, it's delicious. Just like you say to, 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 the, to, to, to the one who cooked it. The chant was delicious. To say to Hashem the chant was delicious, is dveikus, is kedusha, is tire, makes our gashmias pure kedusha. So I'm not saying that anything which is delicious is non-kosher. But what I am saying is that when we eat food, when we enjoy life, and there are a lot of things, good things in life, when we dress properly, etc., etc., and we are building Kedusha, we're building a Jew, this is pure Kedusha. But when we do a lot of things that we do just because, not because it's building Kedusha, it doesn't eat our health, it's just because that's the situation we find ourselves in. It's just because it's just so appealing. Now, I think that I should really come to, to my point. I'm not talking about tithes now. I'm not talking about tithes now. What I'm talking about, what I spoke about in the previous lecture, about, about interests. And this is what I'm really talking about. About interests. Interests in the world. Now, when we, when we discussed in the previous lecture that Hashem is Echot, and a person should belong 100% to Hashem, and I'm not afraid to say it, we shouldn't have a radio in our house, we shouldn't have a newspaper in our house, we shouldn't have a magazine in our house, because we belong to Hashem. And nothing interests us besides Hashem's love. And we are married to Hashem. There's a little question in someone's eyes. So why did Hashem get, make this? Why did Hashem put a radio so close to us? And why did Hashem make a magazine so appealing? And why did Hashem make a newspaper so appealing? And I, as a speaker here, 
I spoke so much against against all these things that I brought Hashem, nor read newspapers, but I still, when I go by when I go by the news I can't stop from looking at the headlines because you gotta know what's happening, or else you're dead. And if if you don't share this with me, then 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 someone's dead here. It's so appealing. So you have to know what's happening in the world. You have to know what the stars in Paris. You have to know what the car of nineteen. Of the year of the year two thousand would look like, because if you don't know what the car of the year, year two thousand is going to look like four years earlier, then you're just you're, you're you're a moron and you're dumb. But that's not the worst. But you're dead. And if I'm exaggerating, I ask you to contradict me. So the question is, why did Hashem put us in such a situation? And that's the answer. The answer is because Hashem gave us a whole, a whole series of nisyanis not to enjoy but to conquer. To be able to in such a generation when the communication and the character is so, is so advanced and everything is so colorful and it's so appealing and Hashem gave us an Isaiah that we can once and for all, more than any other generation, we can prove our love to Hashem. And I say, Hashem should forgive me if I'm exaggerating. I say that when one of us, after 120, will come to Elam Haba, our should be Zeichah. But let's just say, imagine we meet Rabbi Kiva Eger. Imagine we meet Rabbi Kiva Eger. And Rabbi Kiva Eger will take out a microscope to see us. Because what? We're microbes in comparison to Rabbi Kiva Eger. And after Rabbi Kiva will finally see us, Rabbi Kiva Eger will talk to us because we're Jewish. And Rabbi Kiva Eger will say, um, Rabbi Yid, did you ever understand Pshat and the What do I answer to the Kivagir? Hashem should forgive me for these words. I'll say, Rebbe, Rebbe, did you ever walk by a new stand and close your eyes? Did you ever throw a radio out of your house? in a society that teaches us that there are two seirim there are two seirim and they can live in beautiful unity together we have no mulcham with the Yitzhahara we made sure with the Yitzhahara we live with him in peace we live with him in peace we say Rabbi Yitzhahara you know what you give me my, I'll, you give me my, my, my morning seder, if I learn in a coil. You give me my shir, you give me my dafayoimi, you give me my tehillim, and I'm not going to take anything away from you. Old mat, this is summer vacation, summer's coming up. We'll go to a bungalow colony, we'll sit and socialize a little bit. Life, life.
give me a black Gemara and I'll give you a Time Magazine. And when I look at the Time Magazine, a dirty picture, I'm about this. Because that's, that doesn't belong to you. Because that's already, that's already a stab in the heart. And we get along with her so beautifully. Best of friends. And we have to know that the Yitzhahar will not love us until we destroy him. The moment we take this Sayyid Azazel, which is so appealing and so beautiful, and we throw him down the cliff, he comes to Hashem and he says, Ah, I got a bribe from your people. And now I can say how beautiful your people are. Because they know why I'm here. They know why my colors are so beautiful. And they know why the eights was nechmad ha'eitz lemare. Why it was nechmad lahaske. Why it was so appealing. It was to take it and destroy it. And I'm introducing a subject which is not a new subject. But all of us, I think we should put much machshav into this. But the whole situation that we live today, that that is life. And I know very well that I'm talking to the wrong crowd. I know very well I'm talking to the wrong crowd. Because the people that should hear what I'm saying aren't here. But at least we should know the truth. You have today B'nai Torah. Real, true B'nai Torah. That send the children to Chadarim. That send the daughters to Beis Yaakov. That'll daven three times a day. Who, he and she. And will say a capital to heal him. And they'll allow themselves all kinds of stupidities, all kinds of shtusim. Because that's fact in life. And what I'm trying to bring out today is that it's true that it's fact in life. It's fact in life. It was put down in front of us as a piece of life. So that we can be moiser our nefesh to Hashem. And as I mentioned in the previous lecture, today for many of us to stop, to stop reading magazines, to stop reading newspapers, it's a real form of a serious nefesh. It's a real form of a serious nefesh. And many other things which are facts of life. But we can make this mysterious nefesh. We can find love, we can find beauty, we can find color within Hashem's grasp. And Hashem is Barak, our Hashem is Barak, made our terrors so beautiful, so colorful. Hashem gave us a Pesach and a Shavuos and a Sukkis and a Rosh Hashanah and a Yom Kippur with so much variety. Hashem knows we need variety. You see a fried person look at Judaism from far. He thinks Judaism is one big monotonous. I don't know how to say chenyokerai, uh, but we live within Yiddishkeit. The cleanliness of Pesach, the excitement of Shavuos, the crying of Tishabov, the, 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 the dancing of, of Purim. There's so much variety. Hashem wants us to have variety, and the variety and the color. And the excitement that modern world gives us. And I'm not, excuse me, I'm not, I'm not being clear enough. But let us, let us talk very, very simple. 
We live in a world, Chazal tell us, Chazal tell us, base vad, before Mashiach comes, base vad yehelez nus. You know what that means in simple language? It means as follows. Base vad is where smart people get together. In olden days, the sages used to get together and talk philosophy. Used to talk astronomy. That's what sages used to get together. Today, all greatest minds are, 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 are concentrated on making life colorful and happy. Today, the dentist, I think you'll admit, is 65% that's important, 45% is how we can heal your teeth. And 65% that shouldn't hurt. And if I'm exaggerating, so at least one thing I can exaggerate. That's most important. I saw it yesterday, a big advertisement. Gentle dental care. That's what's important today. It just shouldn't hurt. And all minds today, all minds, all advertisement, all investment, the whole world is concentrated on one thing. Color, happiness, get pain away, entertainment. Today you go on a bus, you don't have to sit in your TV. You run, you go out of the house, you run to the bus, there you are on the TV. Video, a life of entertainment, 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 happiness, jumping, that's the life. And in this trafinous situation, we Jewish people, we tzaddikim of the Jewish people, we we throw away 75% of it, but we believe that life was given to enjoy, to be happy, to be intelligent, to have color. I once saw a little girl came home from daycare. Mommy asked, what did you do today? What did she answer? Can anybody tell me? Huh? Fun. 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 That's what she did. Fun. And we live in, in a society which, which, what's wrong? You're not allowed to have fun? Fun. Hashem is Buddha created a world of building, a world of toilets, a world of, of accomplishment. I'm going a little too far, but let us talk, I'm not going to scream, let us talk really between ourselves. Can we say that the most trafing world there is, is fun? What does fun mean? You're hungry, eat. It has to be delicious or else you have no appetite. Fun. And that's what we want. We want fun. Life should be fun. And the, the question is, but that's life. That's life. Hashem created that should be life in order that we should kill ourselves. We should dedicate our life to building, dedicate our life to accomplishment, to advancement, to Kedusha, to closeness of Hashem. And that is true life. And the Itzadas, the Surah Azazel, Hashem gave it to us and says, you see what is here? 
It's here to kill Sayyidina Hashem. This is here to destroy. And then Hashem says, this is the Jewish people. And with this I concluded my drasha. HaKadosh Baruch should help us. We should be zeichet to everything good. We should be zeichet to hear only Basirah's Tavis.